Hey everybody, Mark here. Real quick before the show starts, just wanted to let you know to stick around after the credits to hear the world premiere, the debut of our parody of Werewolves of London, the Warren Zevon song, called Teen Wolves of Beacon Town, based solely on the events that happen in the movie Teen Wolf that you're about to hear us talk about right now. This week, the IRS is coming down on us like it's some personal vendetta against Teen Wolf. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Jonathan Rooney Taylor, a different person. Whoa, guys. Wow. We should have prepared you for this. Uh, John Rooney is no more. He has been put to uh, pasture at a farm upstate where podcast hosts go (laughs) when they've outlived their usefulness. Come on. Our audience is very mature. They can handle the truth. Oh, yeah. He Uh, did. My (laughs) (laughs) medical. He's dead and gone. Yeah, his medical bills got way too out of hand. (laughs) The pet insurance wasn't covering any of it. (laughs) <laughs> we had to put him down. But we got a John Rooney Taylor instead. Yeah. Congratulations. On, your... <laughs> on my being alive. Yes. Yeah. Well, and your wedding. Oh, shit. Yeah, that yeah. happened too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing that will happen after we record this, but before it comes out. Yeah. God damn it, you guys. Time is hard. It's very difficult. Hey, anyways, we watched a movie this week. What movie, you ask? Uh, we watched. Hey, what movie? Oh, well, we watched probably the greatest movie we've ever watched. What this movie show. was that? This is this is Jonathan Rooney Taylor's thing. Oh, he oh, asks nice. a lot of leading questions. It makes sense because right? he's never been here before. Exactly. He doesn't know how it he works. He doesn't know. Yeah, he's got to catch up to the format. I Guys, understand. why is the ball from Phantasm just floating in the middle of your room? Oh, that's a that's a microphone. Yeah, it's a snowball. I I don't understand. Oh, it's like a telephone that goes into a computer. I gotcha. Yep, that's yeah, I right. Gotcha. Exactly it's a backward like speaker. <laughs> <laughs> this week, uh, we watched the nineteen. What did we watch? The nineteen eighty five Jeff Loeb written classic, Teen Wolf. Was there like a teen in it? Oh, and a wolf. What? Sometimes they're one and the same. <laughs> Whoa. Gosh, that's crazy. Is this like a Cronenberg? Uh, it's kind of like Cronenberg Jr. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Cronenberg babies. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's like the uh, scary stories you tell in the dark of Cronenberg version. Yeah, like Nanny comes in and asks the fly to stop eating Videodrome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I gotcha. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then somehow they like pop up inside the Ninja Turtles every now and then. Well, because they keep doing like really hip pop culture parodies. Yes, of course. Uh, so Teen Wolf, uh, starring Michael J. Fox, begins... Hold on, this wolf movie stars a fox? I'm out. Oh, I'm sorry, This don't, is bullshit. I'm He's sorry. America's favorite fox. Uh, Megan, you mean? Ooh, I, think. I don't Come think on. that's the case at Come all. On. <laughs> uh, I think you both mean Rick Fox, former Los Angeles Laker and sometimes actor. Ooh, Rick Fox. Yeah, man. Yeah. He was pretty okay at both of those things. Yeah. 
Excellent. I'm glad that we were able to solve the mystery of America's favorite fox. Yeah. I'm sorry, John, that this isn't the right canid that made it into the movie. Yeah, you should be very sorry. I'm holding you personally responsible for these movies. You make them in your garage, right? Yes. I mean, yeah, just like the movie Be Kind Rewind. Every movie I show you, I shot... In like a park next to my apartment. God, that movie absolutely did not live up to any... If if I were that movie's guidance counselor, I would have serious words for it. <laughs> I would tell it it could only go to trade school, probably. <laughs> yeah. Come on, with these with this transcript, you're not even doing any extracurriculars. I want to help you, Be Kind Rewind. <laughs> but you need to help me first. So- All right, I'll do debate club. Thank you. Is that so hard, Jack Black? So Teen Wolf... Don Cheadle, do you have anything to say for yourself? (laughs) Uh, He'd probably say, I'm not in that movie. Because I think you're thinking of most deaf. I usually am. Uh, Or Danny Glover. (laughs) No. Those are the two stars of Beacon Rewind. Don Cheadle is not in it. Yeah. Well, we can cut all this out, right? Nope. Oh, guys. Jonathan Rooney Taylor's kind of racist. This is a horrible discovery to make. Well, we just unfroze him. Oh, yeah. I don't like this. Uh, so Teen Wolf begins like all movies do. How do all movies begin? Guys, uh, this is going to go great. <laughs> it starts in the dark with what sounds like heart pounding, but then it's definitely the sound of a basketball, I think? I Mark, think so? I think that this would be wildly inappropriate for every movie to start this way. No, but they do, though. They all the do. Thing. They all every do. Every one of them. Because then every single one fades up to what looks like a bright light leading you into heaven, but it's not. It's just a gymnasium light, and then the sweatiest Michael J. Fox oh, man is he sweaty looks directly into your soul well yeah. since this is the only movie I've ever seen aside from I'm gonna say the trailer for Be Kind Rewind sure yeah no that's <laughs> definitely what you saw yeah. <laughs> yes cause otherwise you'd know that the movie Be Kind Rewind is semi-delightful well, and does got, not have Don Cheadle. <laughs> These are two things you'd know if you'd seen it. Why did you splice in all that footage of Don Cheadle from, I'm going to say, uh, Hotel Marvel Civil War? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, Another trailer that I've seen? For funsies, I guess. <laughs> that does sound pretty fun. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Scott Howard, the character played by Michael J. Fox, is a, uh, I think, the starting point guard for the Beacontown Beavers high school basketball team. Uh, they are in the process of being def- just absolutely annihilated. Because they keep traveling, you guys. Yes. True. They I do. learned a new word watching this movie <laughs> with my sports buds. Well, unfortunately, uh, John grew up in Pennsylvania uh, at a time when the 76ers of Philadelphia were roundly terrible. Yeah. Hey, we had the Harrisburg Senators, who now I remember are a baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. That's so, why they played such bad basketball. I mean, it explains a lot. It sounds about right. So, yeah, the, the Beacon Town Beavers are just getting absolutely destroyed by the neighboring town dragons, dragons. who are a team of 40-year-old chain smokers. Yeah. Sure, that they have to play twice per season. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, they're just getting absolutely destroyed. This, they're down by, like, 50 points. Uh, the the basketball scenes in this movie, I just got to say right up top, probably some of the worst sports editing and choreography I've ever seen. Guys, that's not fair. They're children. These are high school students. They're trying their best. Oh, I don't think they are, John. 
Yeah, I don't uh, think that right. most of these people are like at least 30. Yeah, okay. Most Chubbs. of the guys on the dragons have receding hairlines. Right. Chubbs did put in his time with the Marines before going back to high school. I'll grant you that. But the rest of them are clearly children. <laughs> I mean, Michael J. Fox is a good 27 years old. <laughs> yeah, at least. This was after his, I want to say, All in the Family? Growing Pains? It's called Family Ties. That's there the one. That's the one with Michael P. Keaton. No. Alex P. <laughs> Alex P. Keaton. Hold yeah. on. Michael Keaton wasn't in Growing Pains? No. No, no. He was in uh, Trading Spaces. Gotcha. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, he was Perfect Strangers. Oh, yes. right. <laughs> it was him and Bronson Pinchot. Who mm. played Balky? Yeah, that's right. Well, you got one thing right, John. Good for you. So, uh, yeah, we can see some. the team just get absolutely destroyed in basketball. They're led by Coach Finstock, who is a very sad man. Uh, as we come to <laughs> nah, find he's out. He's got all this shit together. He's got the three rules of life. Yeah, well, we'll get there. We'll yeah, because he's from the facts of life. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, he used to be Suzanne Summers, right? Okay. Definitely. Sure. <laughs> Whatever you say. Look, no shame associated with that. Be who you are in your body. I get it. Sure. I mean, he did have some very powerful thighs that true. only come from using the Suzanne Summers promoted thigh master. Yeah, it's true. She was master. elected mm. the master of thighs. It's true. Do you remember, like in the nineties, like the, how big the thigh master got? Huge. Yeah. It was the Nordic track of thighs. Yeah, and <laughs> every. Every TV show had a Thighmaster joke. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And it was always uh, the Thighmaster got delivered, a man was home instead of the woman who had ordered it, and he's trying to figure out this crazy weird thing. He puts it on his butt. It doesn't work. I'm pretty sure there's a Larry Sanders episode where he talks about how his, like, his hips all messed up because he got tangled in his thigh master. (laughs) I mean, they were very dangerous. Sure. Uh, So anyways... Yeah, it was essentially just a giant metal spring and you hope for the best. Yeah. Uh, So anyways, uh, they they get defeated. Then we uh, cut to the shower uh, where everyone's showering after the game as you do in the high schools. Uh, Boy, I gotta say, I never showered in high school. I don't even think our showers were. Absolutely true. I know that the guys who played, like, football would shower after the football games, but we never showered in P.E. or any of that stuff. There was no shower. Well, to be fair, we never did anything in P.E. that would warrant... A shower. shower yeah, that's, that's also fair. It's like, all right, we're going to play kickball, or you can just walk laps around the field. I was just really happy when I went to high school and went into the locker room for the first time. And you know saw... what? I'm happy you went to high school, too. Yeah, that was a quality right. education. Yeah. That set you up to be a success. I'm going to go so-so on that. <laughs> but uh, I did. I was very excited to see that there were stalls, because all of movies up to this point had taught me that it was just one big open prison system. Sure. sure. And yeah. that was terrifying. Yeah, just a shower pit. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. Open this pit up. Yeah, we got a bunch of boys in a room. Let's hose them down. So, anyways, uh, we this is where we are first introduced to not first, but properly introduced to probably the greatest character in film history. Uh, Certainly up there. Coach uh, Finstock? No, no, no. I'm talking about Styles Styles. <laughs> played uh. by the inimitable Jerry Levine. Oh man, he's got such great T-shirts. He yeah, has his all t-shirt the best t-shirts. game is and, on. And he's point. got great shades. Yeah. 
I counted no fewer than seven individual pairs of sunglasses for this character that he's allowed to wear in school. I never would have gotten away with that. Yeah, no, definitely not. I did not have the confidence of a Styles. No, who does? I mean, none he of us. He also got to wear t-shirts with fuck words in them. It was weird. He got to wear green pants <laughs> in 1985. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, in 1985, green was a pretty conservative choice of pants. <laughs> That's true. He also, uh, he beat, uh, uh, fucking, oh god, the the co-creator of Batman the Animated Series, whose name escapes me. Yes. He beat Paul Dini to the punch 20 years earlier by essentially having, like, a Zantana girlfriend in high school? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Good stuff. Uh, we'll get there. Uh, so, yeah, Styles is uh, the best the best friend, the sidekick, uh, the hustler of uh, the Beacon secret Town star High. of the movie. Is yes. his last name in the movie actually Stalinsky? Yes. God damn it, I miss when stuff came from the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was Polish. Beacon Town, Nebraska is where oh, we yeah. are. Now, what I really love about Styles is that he's a very cool dude and he's incredibly confident, but he seems to facilitate a good time for everyone around him, regardless of who that is. Yeah. Yes. Like, he's not a dick. He's not like he's not full of himself in his. No, confidence. he's like this. He's like the weird carnival barker of Beacon Town. Yeah, <laughs> he's he is the greatest showman of Carnival Town, and like everybody's kind of friends with him, unless you're the literal town bully, right? Yeah. And you play for the dragons. But so, somehow still get to use the locker room of the beavers? It's well, very confusing. I didn't understand how that worked either. They were and they all go to the same parties? We would never party with people from rival high schools. Dude, I would party with a dragon so fast. Nah, not if they were a rival high school dragon. Guys, I'm saying there's some things that School Allegiance has to fall by the wayside. If you're able to party with a dragon, you do it. No, 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 no. School Allegiance is like uh, World Cup soccer. Any excuse for sectarianism, you take it. No, 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 no. Jonathan Rooney Taylor is about two things. Misremembering actors that have been in movies and partying with dragons. (laughs) So uh, this leads uh, to a little bit of a shenanigans where Styles goes to a liquor store to try and buy a keg because otherwise he can't get into the party. Yeah, the party. He puts on the most obnoxious Long Island accent, which is only slightly worse than his natural Long Island accent. <laughs> Don's a, a hat, a cigarette, and a sweet t-shirt that says, Obnoxious the Movie. Oh, yeah. And tries to get a keg out of the old man at the liquor store. The old man who's dressed like an old-timey pharmacist? Well, no, yes. he's, the, he's the soda jerk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like at, for a period of time, this is the place that... During Prohibition sold, like, medicinal whiskey. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, this liquor store, as we see, definitely makes a fine business on RC Cola. Correct. True enough. True Correct. enough. Uh, Styles is, of course, shut down. And uh, this leads to uh, then a bunch of other things. Scott's having some issues. Uh, he finds, like, one long hair coming out of his chest Kind of like Brundlefly had those little hairs coming out of his back right. after the whole thing where he turns into the fly thing. Sure. Uh, he goes to the coach Finstock to quit. Uh, Finstock's having trouble with the IRS at the moment. Yeah, he does not give good advice. Because he's like, come on in. Anything I can do to help you? I'm having problems. <laughs> and then he immediately just goes, oh, jeez. Oh, is it drugs or anything? Because I'm tapped out. I ain't got any money. <laughs> What I love about that is it implies that if one of his students did come to him and was like, Coach, man, I need like 
two G's for a key of Coke, he'd be like, hey, no problem, dog. I get it. Reagan's America, baby. I think you're looking at this the wrong way around. I think he's bailed out a lot of kids who have owed money to some very nefarious people before. True, that's true. Also, like, why does a normal man have an entire family meal of KFC just on his desk? Because he rules. (laughs) And this is old school KFC, too, before anything came in a bucket. Right. Everything came in a soda cup. It was when you couldn't call it KFC. It was called Kentucky Kentucky Fried Fried Chicken. Chicken. Right. Yep. Uh, So, yeah, Scott goes home. He's having some issues. He's a little little flushed. He's a little uh, puberty-ish. His ears keep turning into Spock ears. His nails keep turning into wolf nails. He keeps making wolf noises at other people <laughs> involuntarily. He's got hair on the back of his hands. He's got Whoa. diamonds on the soles of his shoes. We find out he works for his dad, uh, Howard, at Howard's Hardware. No, his their last name is Howard. I yeah. don't know what his dad's first name is. Mr. 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 Howard. Now, I think the problem with Howard's uh, hardware store is that they're cutting all of their margins razor thin so that they can afford the full popcorn bar at the cash register. Yeah, it was a little weird. They need that. It's just an open air canister of popcorn yeah. and all of the various like salt accoutrements. Yeah. I mean, it's a small town. You got to do something to like bring people from the bigger cities into your town to drive sales. Guys, we got popcorn. Why do, yeah, let's why do drive you think, out there? Why do you think Home Depot sells those delicious hot dogs? Ooh, he's right. Yeah. You gotta bring in the rubes. (laughs) (laughs) You bring them in with hot dogs, and they're like, you know what? I could use aluminum siding. Well done, Home Depot. Well done. Absolutely. Uh, So, yeah, they they commiserate over their lost basketball thing. Uh, Scott eventually attempts to uh, go to the party. Uh, well, no, uh, Scott gets roped in by Styles for another one of his patented schemes to right. get a keg of beer out of this old man Beerstein, I'm going to say. Yeah, Mr. Beerstein. Yeah. Uh, he says, look, I want you to take this squirt gun and pretend to rob the place, but leave some money on the counter so that they can't say we stole anything. I mean, That's right. sounds, lo- sounds logical to me. It does. It makes sense. It does. He paid for it. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, that does get you down to just, like, buying as a minor or whatever. Yeah. That's a misdemeanor. That's And, Frank, moron, that's on the business. That's not on you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I get it. Scott obviously uh, takes the money but throws the plastic squirt gun away and goes in to do it the honorable way. By which I mean he growls, his eyes turn red, and he goes, I want a keg of beer. Because <laughs> he's slowly turning into a wolf, which makes yeah. him speak 10 octaves lower and also 10 miles per hour slower? Yeah. That's how have a voice modulator. Yeah, Every yeah. single one of them. That's how speech is measured, though, right? In, In miles, miles per hour. Definitely. Exactly. Definitely. Uh, so he is able to, uh, I, I, I'd say intimidate the clerk into giving him a keg of beer? I guess so. I I mean, he doesn't seem that... The clerk doesn't seem scared as much as bothered. Yeah. Yeah, he seems more, like, bewildered. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably not his first Teen Wolf. In fact, it probably isn't, as we'll find out later. There are many a wolf in this small community. Yeah. That is true. And And that is a very old Mr. Beerstein. Right. He's been selling uh, RC Cola and beer since the 30s, 40s, maybe? He was probably the first person to sell RC Cola when it still had cocaine in it. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, or Mm. Coca-Cola. When it still had cocaine in it. Before it was New Coke. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, maybe he sold Coke, too. Oh, no. You know what? This is Reagan's America. So, yeah, this would have been the new Coke era. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ooh, what a tough time, America. Right? <laughs> I'm glad we got through it. Gives me hope for the future. Yeah. I have no hope for the future. Uh, it's okay. We're going to have clear beer soon. Ah, is that like what? Crystal Pepsi? Yeah, but for beer. And ah, co- and but it was so bad for Pepsi. <laughs> but it'll be great for beer. I don't think you're right. <laughs> you know what's crazy? It was so bad for Pepsi. Like, they they pumped so much money into the development of this clear cola to the point that they licensed a fucking Van Hagar song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you couldn't turn the TV on with him on here and, right now, hey, yeah. today, tomorrow, people pouring Pepsi all over their fucking face. Well, no, my, my local public pool did was unable to get regular Pepsi for a while. They were only able to sell uh, Crystal Pepsi. And it was just a failure. Yeah, yeah, and it was terrible. It was bad. And, and despite all that, very recently, within the last year or so, yeah. it made a weird comeback. Yeah. Crystal Pepsi's back? For kind like of? a week. Oh, no, 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 no. It, you can still find it. I bought one not three weeks ago. This oh. is terrifying. But it was so bad. Sure, but I had to remind myself. Of right? how bad it was? Yeah. It's like once a year I buy a bag of combos and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I can't wait to eat these pizza combos. And then I put combo one in my mouth and I go, God damn it. <laughs> and I remind myself. Also, Zima's back, guys. Zima never went away. It did, but now it's back for sure. You know what the best part is? I was too young to drink Zima at the time when it came out. Were you? It doesn't have alcohol in it, though. Oh, it does. does. Yeah. Yeah, Zima is like the Seagram's wine cooler of the 90s. Zima was not non-alcoholic. It was just like a clear malt beverage kind of thing. Zima was Mike's Hard Lemonade before Mike's Hard Lemonade. Patrick, did you say carbonated? Yeah, so is Mike's Hard. I didn't know Mike's Hard is carbonated. It is. Okay. It's also terrible. It is also terrible. I don't He's know. right we, about that. I we also drank never a Smirnoff a Twist in high ooh, school. Ooh, <laughs> this guy. That was our thing that somebody's parent had way too many of to keep track of. I drank Bush like a real American. Ooh. Well, you grew up down south where it literally came in the mail with free samples of <laughs> right. And I think you mean I grew up in real America. Uh, are you sure... Are you sure it wasn't Coors after Smokey and the Bandit dropped it all off? <laughs> I mean, that was uh, just that one time. <laughs> and it was only at that particular tractor pull. Oh, okay. We were you got very it. excited. <laughs> Gravedigger put on a hell of a show. Yeah, it did. Doesn't he always? He does. Every time. Yeah. Oh, Gravedigger. So, uh, Bigfoot's got nothing on Gravedigger. <laughs> uh, look, Gravedigger's great. I'm not going to take that away from you, but I will not sit here and allow you to besmirch the good name of Bigfoot. No, no. I will besmirch it because Gravedigger was practically... Practically a Ford Bronco. All right, guys. I think we can all come together and agree that Truckosaurus was the main event. I mean, oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, it was a dinosaur that ate trucks. It was trucks. a dinosaur made of trucks that ate other trucks yeah, and no, belched fire. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> guys, I miss it when our parents were like, can we bring these kids to fucking anything? I don't care how dangerous it is. <laughs> Make them yell at something that's not me. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I know. Like, yeah, uh, fucking tractor pulls, monster truck rallies, demolition derbies. Demolition derby. The state fair where they were just like, just fucking meet me at the entrance when you're done. I don't care. Yeah. Oh man, we were. I remember going. We'd go to Wisconsin Dells and like. I'd be like 12 and I'd just be like I'm going away and she'd be like alright we go, like we go to like a water park and this was pre-cell phone oh yeah, yeah. there was, was no way to get in touch with each no. other wandering around Riverview Water Park because we couldn't afford Noah's Ark uh, and wa- Riverview Water Park also had uh, on one side was a water park but the other side was like a fair, like county fairground inside like an amusement park yeah, okay. and I'd just sit there and like I'd bring like $10 and I'd pump it all into tickets 
and I would just sit there trying to like throw the little ball into the cup that sure, had fish sure. until I had like so many fish. Yeah. Then I would take the fish to the wave pool and just dump them in there. <laughs> take that nerd. That's nice. a bad person. I remember when $10 was practically real money? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you could entertain yourself for a whole day with $10. Yeah, or two even. It was great. I remember like six movies. Oh no, I remember being incensed when I came to my first arcade machine that charged a dollar fifty. Oh my mm. god! Right, nearly Highway rioted. robbery. Yeah. Highway robbery. I mean, the first time I saw a machine that was like more than a dollar, it was just kind of like. I mean, even a dollar. Those were the expensive yeah, machines. Right. Those were the Jurassic Park sit-down machines. See, Definitely, John. I'm a few years older than you, so I remember when cru- <laughs> I remember when Cruising USA came out. Cruising. Oh, and nice. Cruising USA was the first seventy-five. Set game. Uh, well, and it that came was, with a whole like ooh. seat and everything. Oh, oh yeah. god, and a shifter and all those. Oh. You could change the radio mm, while you were yeah. driving. Ooh, ooh, cruising USA. See, I really missed the the full cabinet hang-ons where it was the whole motorcycle and oh, you had to yeah. physically oh, yeah. lean to turn. Sure, Solid. Sure. God damn it, Sega, make arcade machines again. You were so good at it. So t- Scott Howard goes to a party. That's the what one. are we talking about? Teen, Teen Wolf. Wolf. Teen Wolf 2, I love Jason Bateman. God nope. damn it, Teen Wolf 1. Okay. <laughs> so they go to they go to the party. Uh, and it's one of those 80s parties where there's loud music and everybody's just sort of like standing around chatting. lighting cigarettes and passing bags of Those ruffles. were not cigarettes, you yeah. naive, beautiful man. <laughs> they didn't have weed in the 80s. They definitely do later on when they're in the garage looking for his older brother's stash. And you'll note they do not smoke it. <laughs> no, but they, they hold it close to their chest. <laughs> right. Knowing that it alone will never let them down. Nah, man, we smoked weed in the 60s, a little bit in the 70s, and not again until the 90s. Sure, because the 80s was all cocaine. All cocaine all the time. Especially in Nebraska. <laughs> sure. That, they call that place the Miami of the Midwest. It's true. <laughs> Styles is the star face of Beacon Town. Uh, so, yeah. This town is one giant t-shirt, and I'm going to wear it. Uh, so, Good tagline for Styles. Yeah, that, was, that was excellent work there. He has... Excellent. It cannot be overstated how good his t-shirts are. Oh, yeah. His jackets are pretty awesome, too. Fucking, let me get on your level, Styles. Oh. And then to wear a great t-shirt with a great Hawaiian shirt with one button. That's yeah. right. On the way to the party, they engage in probably the movie's, one of the movie's few action sequences. And even that's putting it... Uh, very generously. Yeah, very generously. Very generously. Uh, well, they do a little van surfing yeah. down downtown Beacon Town. To the Beach Boys Surfing USA. Yeah. so Which I don't see them ever turn on a radio. I think they're both just yelling the lyrics at each other. Like I said, cocaine. Whole <laughs> decade. Mean, to be fair, there are close-ups of Styles' face looking directly in the camera as he's surfing, mouthing the words, Inside, outside, USA. <laughs> uh yeah, they're, they're doing all sorts. What's really crazy is it's very clearly Jerry Levine, the actor, standing on top yeah. of a van. This was a good 30 years before Death Proof. Yeah. Oh, yes. This is like just a few years after Dirty Mary Crazy Larry. Right. Yep, yep. Uh, so, yeah, they just did not give any shits about Jerry Levine falling off a van. Nah, Styles does his own stunts. And he does them well, man. He yeah. does some sweet dance moves. Uh, so they get to the party. Uh... Uh, Scott Howard uh, tries to hit on his crush Pamela, uh, who is sort of like the uh, 
like she's like the she's sexy like the popular girl. Fossil. Yeah, she's the hot girl, and she's like the actress as opposed to the cheerleader. Yes, and yeah. she's dating Mick, the town slash neighboring town bully who comes to the small town to bully people. Yeah. Well, so this is a small town, but it's not so small that it only has one high school. Gotcha. I just assumed that this town like bust in their bullies. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, they did. Well, sometimes you had to. Right. Back if there weren't enough, yeah. if there weren't enough like natural bullies in town, and right. you couldn't train them up fast enough. Reagan's America had a wedgie quota. Sure, without gotcha. question. Yeah. They had cap and trade on wet willies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, swirly economics. Exactly. Mm. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, so yeah, they go to this party. At this party, Styles is sort of. Uh, uh, in charge of the parties, the MC. He's yeah, going. he's making sure that everyone's having a good time. And by making sure everyone's having a good time, we mean handcuffing people in their underwear, covering them with whipped cream, and making them wiggle around on the floor for a time. The, he is not making them do no, anything. No, they're super all about they it. They are into it. Yes, yeah. this is clearly some game that has existed for years and been passed down. Uh, I'm assuming down the Styles line. Yeah. Well, not even that, but like the movie doesn't feel a need to explain this at all, which leads me to believe that the 80s was just lousy with like bikini whipped cream handcuff parties with weird party sex games yeah, yeah sure makes sense uh yeah yeah he had the, the way i understand the game works is there's a hat that has the names of all the women there and, and the then hat all is the... carried in by styles's girlfriend who is dressed like zatanna from the dc comics yeah <laughs> yeah or she is the only person in any sort of costume by the way which leads all. me to believe that she's like no, honey, I'm wearing my badass magician lady costume. Yeah, you'll didn't, take it, buddy. Didn't you call her Grumpy Magenta when we watched it? She looked a little grumpy the first time, but <laughs> she... I saw her face lighten up as the party went on. Uh, she still looks grumpy later, though. I think that's just her resting face. Whoa. Well, I think it's because she, she didn't get her name picked out of the hat. Sure. That's probably fair. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, the and way. Throughout the rest of the movie, by the way, she is just as on point with her fashion sense and styles. There's a reason these two found each other. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so all the guys in the room's name are in the hat, and then all the women. Uh, all the women's names are in the hat, and then all the women have a piece of paper that has the name of one of the guys at the party. Right. And then the names are, like, chosen at random, and then you're paired up, and then you're forced to... Not forced to. You are asked to partake in some wacky game. <laughs> so the next one is, oh, Rhonda, and she's brought forth, and she, her name is Chubby. Chubb. And fucking everybody loves Chubbs. He's like, the fucking best. He's, he's great. Awesome. Like, he's not... Like, he's got... Okay, he's got a kind of shitty nickname. Name, but sure. like he's owning it, he's and, happy yeah. with it. Sure, he was—he's like forty years old, and yeah, he yeah. was the—he <laughs> was the bad guy in, in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. But whatever. Back then, you all had like everybody had terrible nicknames, and you still like went along with it. Have you ever heard like old seventies baseball player nicknames? Sure, <laughs> they're all terrible. They are all hate crimes, right? <laughs> Every single one of them. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the game she has been chosen, uh, Chubby. Yeah, has, the game like rotates. Yeah, at yeah. Styles yeah, no, he's wins. got different things. Yeah. So uh, Chubbs is given a bowl of Jello, a bowl of green Jello, and he's told he has to eat the entire bowl. And then Rhonda says, "What's my job?" And he goes, "Hold the Jello," and then dumps a whole bowl of Jello down the front of her shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to which Chubbs then immediately begins to devour the lady because I yeah. think yeah. yeah well she starts cheering yeah, yeah like, she's she super is, cool she has been waiting for this moment yeah. and it was all the eighties so her shirt was tucked in yes. correct Kept so the, the jello, jello didn't in. spill everywhere yeah. she clearly knew that 
that that Jello like Jello was on shirt. the table. Yeah, 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 it was one of the options yeah. like, on the menu. It was. It's essentially just a really amped up body shot. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Uh, then of course uh, we see Pamela a little bit, and she's a little worried because she has the Scott on her number. But then who gets called? But Scott's crush. We haven't even talked about her yet. Boof, boof. The true, the true woman in this movie. That's right. There are but no other choices but boof. Yes, correct. What is that even short for? A uh, boofany. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just a weird nickname. I read somewhere um, that. One of the writers, it was named after one of the writers, like, high school girlfriends, who was also nicknamed Boof. Boof. I sure. don't know why. Nice. Boothilda. Yeah. Yeah. Boofra. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. Oh, from the Connecticut Boofras. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Good people. Old uh, money. Old yes. money. Uh, so, yeah, she, uh, they call Boof's name, and she lies and says that she has Scott. And then they are ushered in. They have received the grand prize of the evening, Two minutes in a closet, and as Style says, anything goes. Anything. Yeah, so they put on a production of Anything Goes. It's pretty great. Yeah, right? Exactly. Like, who knew that that fox could sing so well? Yeah, it's absolutely. almost as good as the opening of Temple of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Having only ever seen Teen Wolf, I do not know how good that opening is. Sure. Yeah, fair. I can only take your word for it. So uh, they go in there. Uh, Boof is coming on to Scott super hard. Yeah. Uh, and he eventually reciprocates. They start making out. Uh, we cut back to the party. There are more, either more people handcuffed. I like to think they're the same people and it goes in rounds. Sure, like yeah. a boxing match. Yeah, right. Like yeah. you got a timeout. Gotcha. Yeah, you get it, yeah. Mm-hmm. We get back in. Uh, Scott is getting a little aggressive in his makeout sesh. To the point where he gets smacked for scratching too hard. Yeah. Yes. Too much um, nails. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> everyone in the party quiets down, and there are, there's no sound coming. And Styles is playing this to the hilt. He knows how to work a crowd. That's yeah. right, because the first thing he says is, do you think they're dead? <laughs> Should we see? And everyone cheers like, <laughs> we might see corpses. <laughs> yeah. Today I will become a man. Uh, like like everybody is Jerry O'Connell from Stand By Me. Exactly. Yeah, right. yep. They know once they see the body, they're going to go get some pie. It's going to be great. Exactly. Uh, so they open the, the closet, and oh, man, like their hair is disheveled. They're a little sweaty, a little embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, Boof walks away. Uh, she doesn't seem upset. She just seems kind of like confused. Uh, but as she turns around, we notice her the back of her black... Uh, uh, it's like a black hoodie with like a studded belt and a black skirt, but like the hood of her hoodie is like off centered. It's in a the really only weird time way. in the movie she does not wear a matching pastel tank top sweater with pants. Yeah, yeah, that's just her like casual hanging around clothes. When she goes to a party, as she does twice in this movie, she does right. That's she, true. She knows the room she's playing to both but times. The, the back of her clothes are just like shredded with like claw marks. Whoa. Whoa. Scott. Uh, goes home. He's having some issues. Uh, it finally all comes to a head, and he goes into the bathroom, and he has he engages in one of probably the worst werewolf transformations I've ever seen. In yeah, film. it's not a great yeah. one. It's a lot of howling. Yeah, and a lot of cake makeup. Sure. A lot of cake makeup, and a lot of like they clearly put like tiny little balloons that they're filling with air under the cake maker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was after an American werewolf in London and after the howling. Come on, guys. 
Let's try a little bit. <laughs> uh, but anyways, when it's done, he's become the Teen Wolf. Yeah, and the whole time he's making howling noises that are akin to masturbation noises. Yeah. So his dad starts pounding on the door saying, what are you doing in there? And he's like, I'm, I'm doing something. And he's like, whatever you're doing, you can tell me. It's fine. All right, that's it, young man. I'm coming in. Okay, buddy, you, from what, the information that the movie has given us so far, you seem to believe that he is pleasuring himself, which is fine, but you just do what all parents do and pretend it's not happening until Jay Leno's monologue is over, and then you go to bed in denial. Yeah. You don't kick down the door to, like, see what's up. Right. Uh, but-, but we find out the dad knows a little more than he's letting on. In fact... He's a wolf man, too. Whoa. Wolf dad. Guys, we are talking about Teen Wolf 2. All right, so the thing you got to understand is that uh, I was born with an innate knowledge of Teen Wolf 2. Gotcha. <laughs> so I know the joys of watching Jason Bateman play field hockey? I don't remember the sport that's in that one. Uh, it's boxing. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. All sports look the same to me. Uh, the only returning the only returning actor from Teen Wolf in Teen Wolf 2, or as I like to call it, Teen Wolf also. Because <laughs> it's T-O-O. Yes, uh, is Chubbs. He's the only one who returns. Yeah. Styles returns, but not played by Styles. He's played by I think Boner from, <laughs> from Growing Pains, but it might not be. Uh, and then also, uh, Jason Bateman plays Scott Howard's cousin, Todd Howard. Yeah. And Coach Finstock is there, too. He's played by a schlubbier guy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, yeah, no, he was getting fat off the riches of being the king of all high school uh, boxing, you said it was? Uh, it's, uh, it's college <laughs> boxing. They moved to college. Ooh. It's in like Teen the, Wolf also. the second season of Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Right? Or the second rendition. The yeah. third rendition. Yeah, when they go to what that like the beach city? What is the name of that fucking city they go Miami? to? Miami? No, it's not nah. like a real city though. They give it some like weirdo oh. name. I don't know. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. The, the first thing I saw after I came out of my cryopod was a DVD copy of Saved by the Bell, so I I bonded with it like of a course. mother bird. Nice. You. Good, good, good. It's a good thing to have. <laughs> it's nurtured me through my uh development period. <laughs> Great. None of this is bits. There's no fiction on this podcast. Nope, everything is true. Uh, so anyways, uh, t- Scott uh, and his dad have a little bit of a werewolf talk. Uh, his dad's like, hey man, just so you know, like, being a werewolf's pretty cool. And he's like, I don't want to talk about dad. And he slams the door in his It's like, face. no, yeah. son, you really should talk to me about being a werewolf. There are things you can't figure out on your own. Slam. All right. It's not till the next morning when they sit down over a piping hot glass of milk. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be cocoa. It is, he definitely calls hot it milk. He definitely calls it cocoa, but he's just stirring a pot of hot milk yeah. into an empty mug, and then they drink it. Uh, so we find out that werewolves have an innate uh, strength and agility and power to them, uh, while also not possessing any of seemingly the seeming. Uh, 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 traditional weaknesses of werewolves. Yeah, like the, the the horror of being a werewolf is that, yes, you get strength, but you also are ostracized by society and you fundamentally lose control of the person that you are. Yeah, like it's supposed to be like the Incredible Hulk. Like yeah. everybody around you is now in danger because you don't know how to stop yourself from killing all Exactly, the time. and you are aware of your actions, but you're not in control of your actions, so you 
see the pain that you're visiting upon the people in your small village. Sure, yeah. but in this movie, he's completely aware and in, in control of everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 If anything, the werewolf's power is it makes you kind of an asshole. Right. Sure. Sure. But, like, a super you know what? I arrogant th- asshole. Here's the thing. I don't think that's a werewolf thing, because his dad seems like a pretty fine dude. I think it's just a fame thing. Sh- oh, for sure. I'm going to step out on a limb here and say it's a teenager thing. Whoa. I think he's an asshole because he's in high school. I'm going to go... Like all the other assholes. On an even greater limb and say that it's a teen wolf thing, like the movie we saw, called Teen Wolf. Whoa, whoa uh, shit. I don't know about all that. That was you guys put some stuff together right there. There's a lot of other assholes in this movie that don't that don't turn into wolves. The entire team of the dragons turn into dragons. Dude, if Mick turned into a dragon and they had a dragon wolf fight at the end, that would be amazing. It would be the best live action altered beast movie I'd ever seen. Yes. Well, that was in the original cut, but it came in at an X rating, so they yeah. had to cut it out and water it down to Every just a basketball time. game. Dumb crap. Uh, so Scott goes to school the next day. Uh, he is uh, beset with all of his teachers talking about wolf things. Yeah, yeah it's wolf day at the yeah. school. Uh, it's something they're talking about Remus. Uh, Remus and Romulus. Romulus and Remus. And then they're talking about Thomas Wolf. <laughs> uh, and then someone no, just says the word wolf, yeah. and he's like, oh, I gotta pee. He's and like, because like, it's in like math class, and the teacher's like, "Wolf, do this math problem." <laughs> I'm assuming that it's a. I think it was a chemistry class, and I assume she was talking about the element Wolfram. Wolfram. Wolfram Brimley. Yeah. No, Wolfram and Hart from <laughs> Angel. <laughs> uh, so, anyways. Uh, Teen Wolf is the movie you watch. <laughs> yeah, no, he uh, he runs away and he gets caught in the bathroom by well, the vice well, president. Well, first, well, no, he tries president. to go to the nearest bathroom. A guy okay, pops I'll... his head out and goes, "It's wet." <laughs> yeah, the janitor lets him know it's wet because the janitor has literally been flooding the halls. Because <laughs> he runs down the hall and there's about three inches of water. Every time he steps, there's a giant splash and puddle. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, he slip and slides his way down like. 300 feet of hallway, finds another bathroom. There's a It's nerd- being graffitoed. <laughs> yeah. By a nerd and a marker. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, here's the thing. Other teen movies are happening in the periphery of this movie. So yeah. you got your Revenge of the Nerds. You got your Porkies. Okay. You got your Superbads. Gotcha. You got your... John, uh, I take issue... Scott Pilgrim versus the World. John, I take issue with your list. Okay. Revenge of the Nerds. Is a college movie. It's true. God, I think you're thinking they're of lambda, lambda, House. lambdas. Yeah, they are a they are a fraternity of lambda, lambda, lambdas. The trilams. Also, so what if they rape somebody? <laughs> yeah, let's not discuss Revenge of the Nerds because it gets dark. It starts dark. They get into a historically black fraternity. Yeah, it's real gross. It's yeah, real it's weird. It's a terrifying they, like, film. Con their way into it. Well, it's there's real like weird. they have the one black guy. With the taped glasses that plays the keyboards? True. That's, and that's in Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds oh, of Paradise. Oh, that's in 2. That's when they do their big, oh my God, their the big music song. Yeah. Are you telling me the nerds died? Uh, <laughs> yes, but it's okay. They were brought back by the same voodoo curse that brought back Bernie. Oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> and nice the shark they... from Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's nice that they buried Bernie with his sunglasses and Hawaiian t-shirt as befitting his will. Yes, and the Trilams. Yeah. Of course, of course. Uh, so... Uh, the, the, he turns. He goes to school. Uh, he gets to the bathroom. He almost turns into the wall. His hands are getting a little hairy. He's getting the claws. The vice principal, who's been stalking him all week long, is like, "I don't, I don't like you, Scott. 
you're a real bastard, he says. <laughs> he sure does. I mean, he says it with his eyes, but he might as well. He says it. Uh, but he's like, I'm watching you, Scott Howard. I got it in for you. Uh, <laughs> like that Rowdy Roddy Piper is apparently playing the yeah, principal. Yeah, the yes. vice principal cuts a wrestling promo. <laughs> Definitely. We say Rowdy Roddy Piper, but he looks just like Doug Llewellyn, the, <laughs> the court side the court sideline reporter from the old People's Court. Yep. Nice, yeah. Judge Wapner, Judge Wapner didn't give you a, a ruling that you didn't like. How do you feel about that? I'm a werewolf. I'm watching you. <laughs> that's how it works, right? Yeah, and that's why he's the vice principal, because Wapner is clearly the principal. Sure. Uh, <laughs> he kicks down the door. I came in here to expel werewolves and two bubble gum. <laughs> and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> Who wants an in-school suspension? <laughs> mm. uh, Gets into a protracted fist fight with Keith David. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just throwing garbage cans at each other. It's great. God uh, damn, Keith David has had an incredible career, by the way. He really has. So has David Keith. <laughs> <laughs> They've both done very well for themselves. <laughs> Except only one of them has to bear the shame of being in Major League Two. <laughs> Which one? I've never seen these movies. Movies. David Keith. Oh, yeah. it's David Keith. Keith he, David was Goliath the gargoyle. That's true. Yeah. Whereas David Keith was uh, uh what's his name? He's the catcher Jack something, and they trade him from the White Sox. Well, they trade they end up trading him to the White Sox, but they bring him over to to the Cleveland Indians, and like everyone likes him. He's like a friend. Jack Parkman. That's his name. Was this Bull Durham? No, it's no. Major League Two. It's Major League Two. Because he does this little shimmy before he bats. And yeah, he does. Wait, I don't know this. I've never seen any movie aside from Teen Wolf. John, that's why I'm explaining it to you in very great stuttery detail. <laughs> then you're supposed to say spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Bob Euchre's like, Jack Parkman doing his little shimmy. The ladies in Cleveland here love it. But later after he gets traded, they're like, oh, Jack Parkman doing his little shimmy. Makes me want to puke. Because <laughs> it changes. Bob Euchre's a national treasure. <laughs> and then Omar Epps takes the place of Wesley Snipes. Yeah. And Fat Charlie Sheen takes the place of regular Charlie Sheen. <laughs> These things are all true. Dennis Haysburg <laughs> stays the same. Yeah, he Spe- does. Speaking of Sheens, according to the IMDb trivia page for Teen Wolf, there is, in a crowd scene, a man who looks... Kind of like Emilio Estevez. And we checked, and he does. He does he kind of look like him. Kind of like Emilio Estevez. Uh, so, uh, Scott... I just love that somebody was watching the movie and said, Holy shit, that guy looks a lot like Emilio Estevez. I gotta let everybody know. And then he locks into his IMDb Pro account. The account which you have to pay for. It's the only way you can edit those things. Yeah. Adds it into the trivia section... Here's the best part. Not only is it under the trivia section, but it's hidden under the spoiler part of the trivia section. <laughs> I don't want it ruined. Uh, but then how do you know to look out for it if you don't spoil yourself? Yeah, but imagine the sweet, sweet surprise <laughs> of sighting an almost Emilio Estevez in I mean, a crowd I'll be, scene. I'll be honest with you. I've owned this movie for at least 15 years, <laughs> and I've watched it at least 15 to 20 times. Uh, as an adult this past year I <laughs> love Teen Wolf so, and I've never noticed the kind of Emilio Estevez so that was a nice surprise I guess that has to be a new bullet point is uh, people in this movie in the background who kind of look like Emilio <laughs> Estevez yeah. 
Well, good, because there's probably not a lot of war crimes in this film. It's true. We'll get to that no, in there's, there's at least a couple. Good, you're right. Okay, so Scott goes home. Uh, he did Is he a, the Teen Wolf yet? Did yes. we get yeah. that far? Well, no, no, because okay. then, he then he gets he goes to Styles, and he's like, Styles, Styles, yeah, I'm a wolf. Is, this is the one scene where Styles lose some of that shine. Yeah. He gets knocked down, in my opinion. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Scott's trying to tell him something, and Styles is just not prepared for it. He uses the F.A. slur and says, you know, are you gay? But he uses a much harder word about it. Because if you are, I just can't handle that. Which... He says he can't handle it right now. Right. So, like, give as me if, the... As if he's so upset, because he's searching for his big brother's weed stash. Yeah. Correct. And so I think that's the idea, is that he can't handle it now, because he's just... So engrossed. Well, right. If, if you want to give it a charitable reading, it's like, look, I know that you're going to need help navigating this new portion of your identity, but now's not a good time for me to be able to fully commit to helping you through this process. Because he doesn't have his weed stash. But yet. he still uses the oh, F.A. word sure. twice. Yeah, in rapid succession, and he should not. <laughs> just like just like the Bill and Ted movies, this movie is pretty great, except for like the eight 90s seconds homophobia. of content. Yeah. 80s. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. the 80s. What do you want? Uh, but he turns himself into the wolf, and Styles uh, immediately calls him beautiful and is like, dude, we're going to do some great things together. Do you have any powers? And he's like, well, I can smell what you're looking for. <laughs> immediately finds the stash. Nice. It's a it's sizable a amount stash. of weed. Yeah, but it's 80s weed. Who knows how good it is? <laughs> yeah, it's bunk. But it's, but it's probably laced with, like, PCP or something. <laughs> but it's mostly stems and seeds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's fine. But it's laced with PCP, guys. <laughs> We're going to get wet. <laughs> uh, so that night is the big uh, the big basketball game. It's the Beacon Town Beavers versus the Other Town Cadets. Yeah, yeah. Other Town Cadets. Like well, they brought their own cadets as well. It's yeah, like a yeah. weird military school or something. Yeah, it's like an ROTC like Academy. ROTC guys ROTC out there in the, uh, in the USA. No, that's not how that song Yeah, is. no. That's uh, not? That's yeah. not Reagan's re-election campaign song? Oh, in the U.S. Yeah, you know, you might be right now that I sing it to myself. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you might yeah. be right. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. another thing that John Cougar Mellencamp wouldn't be happy about. Right. Oh, Johnny Coogs. Uh, so they go, the game goes... Guys, we need to start up a summer camp called the Mellon Camp. Mmm. That's all I got so far. Oh, that's it? Mm, okay. Just keep it in your back pocket for later. A little bit sure. of that honeydew. <laughs> Ooh, a little, yeah. little watermelon. Oh. A little cantaloupe. Little cantaloupe. Here's the oh. thing, though. We'll oh. only play... Shut up, shut, shut up. up. Shut up, shut up, shut up. sexual about melons over here. I love melons. Oh, man, I like a little honeydew, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. So green and plump. Oh, yeah. Mm. Keep going. I guess, like, I guess like watermelons? Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Obviously. Obviously. But you're not being sexy, though. I guess, yeah. I guess cantaloupes are pretty good. We've oh. already covered all these melons you're talking about, dude. But you got to get sexy with it. Yes. Think of another melon. Like cassava melon. Oh, oh that's <laughs> yeah. a good one. I was yeah, trying to right? think of cassava melon. Yeah. So good. Guys, is a kiwi oh. a melon? No. Nah, man. It's you're not. stupid. But yeah. it's got a hard rind and a soft No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's very definitely it a soft a soft rind. Yeah, yeah, it's totally soft. It's guys, hairy. It's hairy. Oh, no. hairy. Yeah. I gotta talk to my oh. kiwi guy. He's been giving me some bad kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> this will not stand. If your kiwi comes in a coconut-like <laughs> shell, I think he's giving you coconuts. Is a coconut a melon? No. Nope. <laughs> I think it's a nut. Uh, yeah, I think that's why it's called <laughs> coconut. 
That can't be right. <laughs> but it probably is. Yeah, so thing. a peanut is a melon. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> All melons are technically legumes. Ooh. So green beans, those yes. are a melon. melon. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Snow peas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Snow peas are yeah, a melon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Potatoes. Um, a strawberry is just an inside-out melon. That's true. There's truth to that. Yep. Uh, so anyways... Uh, the basketball game goes like all the basketball <laughs> games go in this movie. I everybody mean, dog piles on Scott. Everybody's terrible at basketball, yeah. but nobody is as bad as Beacon Town. They're down by yeah. a large a large sum. When everyone dog piles on Scott, uh, and there's a loud roar sound, and he throws everyone off of him. And, and he says, now I'm angry, and the alligators come out twice as fast. I mean, that's true, too, but he's a werewolf. What is that alligator thing? Oh, he wasn't the 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 alligator whack-a-mole where everyone goes inside and then he says, "Now I'm hungry," and then the alligators come out twice as fast. I've never. I don't know what you're talking about. Did you not go to a Chuck E. Cheese as a child? I did, but I played like regular whack-a-mole where the moles popped out. Oh no, we had gator and you whack-a-mole. whacked moles. I think it was just called whack a gator. I keep wanting to say gator golf, but I know that's a completely different thing. That, is that a was like a thing. board game. Yeah. No, it was not. It was it was a game of golf with a gator. Yeah. Gator golf, you give it a whack. Gator golf, he sends it right back. Yeah, but it was like a board game. Like it was like No, it's not like it's not like Mouse Trap, because I think you're thinking of Mouse Trap. No, 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 it's not Mouse Gator Golf was not a board game. It was you had the golf clubs well, and you had to I get the what, what I mean by like what, what I mean by like board game was it was like a home game. It was a yes. game that you played at home. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Yes. And I always wanted to set up a Gator Golf with a Mr. Bucket and create a perpetual motion machine. Smart. Ooh. That's really smart. You could have made a lot of money. You could have generated <laughs> <laughs> Watts of electricity. Also, yeah. I'm pretty sure those uh, two cheap plastic pieces of crap would not have continued to work for any particular First off, time. there's nothing greater than a game of golf with a gator. And second of all, uh, Mr. Bucket is buckets of fun. How much fun are you, Patrick? Can it be measured in a bucket? I don't think it can, Patrick. I mean, I've measured stuff in buckets before. Has it been your fun? No. Well, there you go. I mean, technically it was the fun I had last night. You <laughs> Do I measure your hangover vomit? That's a tip to all you kids out stuff. there. <laughs> nah, nah, measure it. Take pictures of your poops, kids. You'll never know. One time it'll be fucking green and no one will believe you. So anyways, <laughs> Scott Howard is now... Uh, he's now a Teen Wolf. He's, yeah. He, teen he's wolf a basketball is, Teen yeah, Wolf. Teen Wolf is now public. The audience and all the other players are mildly taken aback yeah. until he begins dribbling through his legs. Or I should say, his stunt double begins mildly dribbling between his legs, dunks the ball, everyone cheers, everyone's cool with a fucking monster yeah, they are. running the point. <laughs> yep. Uh, he then proceeds to lead the team back on a massive comeback. A huge win for the Beacon Town Beavers. They go to the local pizza place uh, where uh, all of a sudden Pamela wants to buddy up to Scott. and Everyone yeah, buys he's, him. He's the most popular kid in yeah, school. Yeah, now. They he's buy a him a couple yeah. pizzas. He sinks his fangs into a beer and like squirts it all I over the place. I think that's a cola. I think it's a beer. It's definitely a beer. Someone, like, snuck in a beer. Nice. Yes, yeah, because later on, when Teen Wolf does his own version of van surfing, they're drinking beer in the That's van. True, they throwing are drinking the beer. empty cans at yeah. Scott's dad's uh, oh, hardware, hardware store. store. It, takes zero, it takes the course of one montage for both Styles and Scott to get drunk on their own power. Yes, yeah. uh, because immediately after this... Uh, 
this music that plays throughout the basketball scene and through the next 30 minutes of the movie, it sounds like Randy Newman doing a very terrible cover of Love Will Keep Us Together by Captain and Tennille. Yeah, guys, it's, they're warming up their instruments. They're tuning their synths because yeah. later on they got to play the real music where it counts. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, he's playing this thing. The wolf is all of a sudden giving out autographs. He's give up, like like all star athletes in high school. He's automatically passing his tests. Automatically, yeah. He, uh, you don't want to be the teacher that fails the kid that just won you the basketball game. The, you are gonna get pelted with rocks. Right. That's the first so game true. they've won in three years. Yeah. Uh, as a team, uh, he he's signing autographs. He's already made the front page of the local newspaper. Yeah. To be fair, if a werewolf arrived at a basketball game. Yeah, I think it would take very little time for that to end up on the front page of some newspaper. Sure, but yeah. the front page of the newspaper isn't, holy shit, monsters are real and we gots one. <laughs> it's, will they win a second game? <laughs> you gotta know because they are discovering the powers of the wolf along with Scott. They don't know if he's got it in him to win a second game. Hey man, game. if we had a werewolf show up and the Bulls won a game, the Tribune would be like, word, werewolf on the Bulls. This is looking good, guys. But the Sun-Times <laughs> Would hate it. Oh, they so would. Like Rick Morrissey would have been like, "Fuck you, yeah. buddy." It's because he didn't work for it. And the yeah. Sun Times is the working man's paper. <laughs> it's the hardest working paper in town. Uh, so says the web page I looked at once. That's absolutely true. I think uh, they put it under the Sun Times on the paper. That's true. Yeah, I tried to read an article and it asked me for money. <laughs> it sure did. And I said, "Oh, Sun Times, you don't know how the internet works." Yeah, as opposed to the Trib that lets you have a couple articles and then shakes you down. <laughs> I mean, that's Chicago. Yeah, right? Uh, it's okay. The European Union is going to start charging Google for news now. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> Sweet I, I or no brave new world. Uh, guys, I think it's time that we Brexit from fucking oh, Europe. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, let's get out of that European Union. Let's get the naft out of here. Yeah. Good enough. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, we're only about 30 minutes into the movie and at least an hour into the podcast. <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah. Is this how it normally goes? Absolutely, Absolutely every time. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, we're going to blow through the next 45 minutes and then spend way too long talking about mall restaurants. <laughs> it's, it's very possible that at, at the pace we're going, we're going to eclipse our Star Wars The Last Jedi episode. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so there's a montage of uh, him being a real cool guy at school. Yeah, Super cool just, guy at school. He's discovering the, uh, the, the cost of fame. And the cost of fame is the hot girl in school wants to talk to you. In yeah. fact, she wants, she's gotten you cast in the school play. As another character. Because so far, this school play has consisted entirely of her. Her. Yeah. Yes, and the creepy director who keeps telling the, I'm going to guess, 18-year-old lady, be more sensual. Hurt I, me. Yeah. yeah. I hope she's Weird. 18. I really hope she's 18. Who she's on a first-name basis with. Yes. Kurt, the theater director. Yeah, it is wild. Like, looking back at my high school experience, at the time, it never seemed like anything. But, like, looking back, wow, a lot of students had very inappropriate relationships with teachers at that school. Yeah, it's real sure, weird. Sure. It was not good. Uh, so, anyways, uh, after rehearsal, where the Teen Wolf uh, is playing the character of 
a member of the neutral army in the Civil yeah, it's War? Yeah, it's a Civil War play where she's screaming about her plantation, and he comes on wearing a black uniform with gold trim, so he's a stealer? Yeah. So, yeah. He's a Pittsburgh stealer? Yeah, I think he's playing he Terry Bradshaw. In, exactly right. <laughs> Terry Bradshaw rolls out and demands that her plantation be burned to the ground. I think he's Mean Joe Green when he's done. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, takes off the jacket and is like, hey, kid, he just throws it back to Kurt. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, he goes. To, Pamela takes him to the to the ladies' dressing room uh, and seduces the Teen Wolf. Yeah, but only if he'll turn into the wolf. Correct, because oh, yeah. he's in non-wolf form, and she's like, "What do you got to do to become the wolf?" He's like, "Well, I got to get worked up." Then she takes her bra off, and she's like, "What do you think about to get worked up?" And he's like, "Oh," and then he's worked <laughs> up. Yeah, and, and then they. Start having the sex. And the vice principal hears the howling from his wood-paneled car. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it was the 80s. Most cars mm. were wood-paneled. Yeah. It now, well, he it. needed a car to match his Atari. I get it. Yeah. Sure. I get it. And his log cabin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, that later that day, Teen Wolf and Pamela, now seemingly an item, are at the local Bowlerama. Yep. Doing yeah. some bowling. Rama and some bowls. Uh, when Mick shows up, again, the 40-year-old man who is like the bully from the next town over, but who comes to Beacon Town because that's where the nerds is. Guys, yeah. here's another million-dollar idea. Bola Ramen, the ramen bowling restaurant. John, that actually is a great idea. Because <laughs> I can't think of anything better than hot, than hot soup, soup. And, <laughs> and heavy stones that you throw. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody gets hurt. No. On, while also wearing shoes that are designed to slip around. Right. Yeah. This would be good. Well, you have a separate section for the soup. Oh, then I don't care. Yeah, like a carpeted section. Uh, no, 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 no. Carpeted bowling alley. Oh, boy. John, why do you have to segregate my yeah. soup and my balls? <laughs> Don't uh, do that. Also, I'm sorry. I was, I, you're right. I was trying to protect your balls from the soup, but you know best. Have at it. Thank Public you, John. Places. Oh, no, I spilled soup in my balls. <laughs> Idiot. No. no. Uh, so, yeah, Mick... Uh, approaches Scott and he gives him you know that the old, that old bully tactic where he's like I, I killed know. your mom yeah he tells him he killed his mom good old bully tactic uh, and then Scott responds as you do uh, by throwing a bowling ball with his superhuman strength indiscriminately uh, <laughs> in the middle yeah. of a crowded ballerama which I gotta say the Supreme Court has ruled that is not protected speech mm, <laughs> no it is mm. not it is uh, best that kill, is though. misdemeanor uh, assault <laughs> Misdemeanor? If you get hit with a bowling ball going 90 miles an hour, I think you are dead. Sure, uh, like a misdemeanor manslaughter, right? They have yeah. those in yeah. Texas, right? Uh, oh, yeah, in Texas. In yeah. Texas this yeah. is Nebraska, though. Oh, no. This is Husker country, buddy. Yeah, but it was Reagan's Nebraska. He's right about That's that. That's true. He probably just gave him a few jelly beans across the wrist, and then yeah. you were done. Yeah, you were over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then what we he angrily walk Oh yeah, then he goes home with Pamela and he's like, uh, oh, so that guy was your boyfriend eh? and she's like, nah, that is my boyfriend. And he goes, But wait a minute, aren't we? And she's like, Oh fuck no, Wolfman, I was slumming it. <laughs> and he's like, I can take you to the dance, right? And she's like, No, no I'm I'm going with my boyfriend. I will say the movie seems to go out of its way to shame this character, but I think her only misstep in this was not being clear with her intentions from the beginning. If she had just said, look, 
this is a one-time thing, I have an understanding relationship with my boyfriend, he does not control my body, but we are not going to start a relationship. I don't this think is she purely does physical. have an understanding with her boyfriend about these sorts yeah, of Mick's things. Yeah, Mick's pretty upset. Yeah, he's pretty pissed about Now, here's the, the question. Time. Is he upset that she's seeing another person? Because they, they do have an open relationship. But, or is he upset that, that it's the wolf? That it's the wolf. Right. Yeah. And he's stolen his dragon thunder. Sure. Or is he upset uh, that while they do have an understanding, they are supposed to talk it over first and he's exactly. supposed to vet her other partners? Also, uh, is lycanthropia an STD? It, only if you can catch it. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. I think it's. I think uh, technically it'd be like a genetic like marker. She could get lupus. Ooh, good point. She could get lupus. That is a real good joke. Yeah. <laughs> that... Not many people will get. Yeah. That's a good one, though. That's really right? good. I liked it. I, enough people have read the third Harry Potter book to know that Lupin means, like, wolf-like or dog-like, right? Maybe? I, I, I just know it from life things. I'm going to be honest sure. with you. Never read a book in my life. You are missing out. It, take a look. It's in a book. Ooh. Don't take my word for it. Find out yourself at your local library. I don't know. Are you... Are you saying you've never read a Harry Potter book or any book? I've never read a book in my life. <laughs> he grew up in the South. Hey. So the, oh, so I got Real it. America is what we call it. Gotcha. I forgot. You just didn't have books. <laughs> you you used them all for that sweet, sweet smokiness on your barbecue. <laughs> Although... We had a lot of really intricately described things in mud... Sure. <laughs> There's nothing like a book-smoked rack of ribs, am I right? But Do you want some Gravity's Rainbow in there? Although, here's yeah. the thing. Fair trade. First off, Gravity's Rainbow, go fuck yourself. Ooh. That's right. I'm calling you out. I don't know anything about it. I just, the name I pulled out of the air. Just get up there with fucking infinite jest up your own ass, you fucking pretentious dumb oh, books. Oh, shit, I like halfway know what that one is. It's about tennis and being a shithead. But who wrote it? David, uh, the, Foster David Foster Wallace. That's the idiot. Yeah. yeah, that guy killed himself. All right. Well, we don't, have to, <laughs> we don't have to take joy in people's mental illness, though. That's true. Uh, he was an asshole for reasons apart from his struggles with mental illness. Yeah. So, and anyways, he wrote a real shitty book that would make probably very smoky barbecue if you got it wet down with some uh, like olive oil or something. Wrote a bunch of shitty essays about how like it's hard to be a white man. And he wrote a he gave a bunch of shitty speeches about how hard it is to be a white man. Yeah, that which, guy was terrible. Exactly, you're never going to garner my sympathies, yeah, buddy. No, not at all. I've never read anything he's written. Never occurred to me to do so. Wow. Well, don't take my word for it. Find out yourself at your local library. Don't don't do it. It's like Mammoth, but without all the fucks and sex jokes. <laughs> oh, man. No, then I'm... Just skip. Yeah. Skip no, it's awful. Uh, are there any of the parts where the guy's like, always be closing? No. Oh, then yeah, no. forget it. There's no That's Ferrari? not even Mammoth. Yeah, no, that really... That's well, not in the plot. Did he not write it for No, he the wrote movie? the movie, though. Yeah, he oh, wrote the movie. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't know. I, I thought, I thought Neil LeBute came in to ghostwrite it for him. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like... I mean, sometimes you need a second raging asshole's opinion. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, I would love to <laughs> I see... I think the women are getting off too easy in this movie. Hey, LeBute, come take a look at yeah, this script right. for me. Uh, as opposed to Mammoth's, uh, women parts? I don't think so. <laughs> you, you mean boobs, right? Right? Women parts? Yeah. We're not uh, talking about ladies in my play, right? Well, they got, they're obviously the bad guy. <laughs> the bad guy is always a woman, right? 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 
Women are the worst guys of all. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. Thanks, that, man. I'm surprised that like Al Capone and the Untouchables wasn't played by like Glenn Close or something. <laughs> yeah, by a college age woman just trying to keep her own academic integrity in check. <laughs> What a fucking horrible person. Uh, oh, this is some deep cut theater jokes, guys. Yeah. God, don't read Oleana or do Oleana or really much of any Mehmet or Labute. Yeah, no. There was a time and place for it, and it was called Never and Nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Alec Baldwin's monologue in, in Glengarry Glen Ross is really good. Sure. I will Gary actually is like an interesting modernized death of a salesman kind of thing going on. It's good because it's it, by virtue of not having any female characters. Right. You can't have all of Mammoth's problems because there are no women in it. Yes. Yeah. All so of its all venom of... just goes to men anyway. Right. It's all the, all the problems in that play are totally meta. <laughs> Plus, you get to hear a bunch of people go. Give me the fucking leads. Yeah. <laughs> I need the leads. And somebody convinced Pacino to like practically whisper for most of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was before he learned how fun it was to be weirdly happy about how angry he is all the time. <laughs> yeah, this is pre-Devil's Advocate, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, so Scott Howard eventually asks Boof to the big dance. Boof is like, I'll go, but only if I go with Scott, not the wolf. And he's he like, says, no dice. Yeah. <laughs> he he's, says no. He's the wolf man now, Boof. Uh, his dad is, uh, he does a little bit of uh, van surfing. His dad catches him. He gives him a little talking to, be like, you got to yeah. control the wolf powers. But he doesn't want to because he's, he's stealing the ball from his own teammates. He's showboating. He's, you know, he's getting drunk on his own power. Yeah, yeah he, it turns out Team Wolf is the fucking goat of high school basketball. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he leads them to the state, at the state championship? Yeah, yeah. state champs. Yeah, he leads them to the state championship game against the Dragons, but his teammates hate him because he won't let them play the game with him. Yeah. To the point that at one of the games, Chubbs is literally eating an apple while inbounding the ball. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's how yeah. you do it sometimes. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, Styles is kind of protecting his friend from all of the negative repercussions. He is his own one-man entourage. Right. Yeah, by selling T- Teen Wolf uh, bumper Ephemera. stickers, yeah. T-shirts, and t-shirts, buttons. Yeah, all sorts of things. Exactly, and not telling Teen Wolf that no one else wants to hang around him anymore. Or giving right. Teen Wolf any of the money from any of it. Correct. <laughs> yeah, well, Teen Wolf never asks. I and so... to be fair, to be fair, Styles uses the proceeds of Teen Wolf memorabilia to purchase the Wolfmobile, yeah, which it's is like, a giant van with airbrushed Wolfmobile. It's like a on the UPS side. truck with yeah. Wolfmobile on the side. Yeah, it's like a decommissioned ice cream truck. Mm, good stuff. I want a Wolfmobile. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For delivering packages. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Certainly. it's a super thoughtful gift. Oh, yeah. We also find out that the that that. Wolf Dad went to high school with Vice Principal, and they both were compete. They were kind of competing over uh, Teen Wolf's mom. Uh, with Wolf Dad, obviously, uh, him and the mom being in already in a relationship, this guy trying to break them up to the point that it caused Wolf Dad to wolf out on this guy, uh, and he lost control of his bowels. Yeah, uh, it's a complete reversal of what his son is going through of trying to weasel in on another already established yes. couple. Yeah. This is. The Withering Heights of Teen Wolf movies. The Withering Heights? Yes. Yeah, yeah mm. the, the heights are too high, and you don't water them enough, and yeah, they start to wither. Yeah, yeah the, the, the heights got too close to the sun on right. wax heights. On yeah. wax uh, watering cans, and it truly was great expectations. Yep. That's also a really good Iron Maiden song. Yeah, it is. Try on your 
wings <laughs> like an eagle. Uh, that's a pretty good Iron Maiden. Dude, it was pretty good, actually. Yeah, uh, no. So, anyway, it's a spell clap. Spell clap. They call me Bruce Dickinson Light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go to the underworld, and if your heart is lighter than Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Dickinson, <laughs> Dickinson but then don't worry. you can travel down the river sticks with Anubis, I guess. But don't worry, because Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Dickinson is heavier than he looks. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's made out of antimatter. Sure, sure. Well, it's Bruce Dickinson and that plane he flies Iron Maiden around <laughs> it all the time. Uh, and Eddie, the Skull Man. Of course. So uh, Scott does go to the dance as the wolf. Uh, he gets dressed up in a little staying alive uh, Muzak yeah, montage. Yeah, this, this is where yeah. the music kicks in. All the instruments and synths are tuned up and ready to go. He shows up at the dance. Unlike most school dances that I went to, the men and women have not retreated to separate walls in the yes, gymnasium. that was curious. <laughs> yeah, They are actually dancing with each other, which was very strange. Very However, strange. they do, uh, upon the Teen Wolf arrival, they do immediately make a, a soul train dance line for him yeah. to yeah. dance down and, then he and high them, five people with. And yeah. he teaches them proto-thriller. Yes, Correct. Uh, yes. which is actually technically post-thriller. Is it yeah. post-thriller? Yeah. It's oh, post-thriller. And thrillers later. Oh, no. Thriller's like, what, 81? 82. Oh, yeah. shit. It's I thought really thriller was 88. Nope. Yeah. Mm. That's bad. That's uh, even that's bad. Yeah, bad. Okay. I almost said even worse. That's the that's the Weird Al album that exactly. had fat on it. Yeah, both classic albums. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So he teaches them all like the little post thriller like. He's got dance. his own theme song. Yeah. yeah, there's actually a song playing called "Big Bad Wolf." That I'm assuming a local like Rick D's esque DJ put together yep, yeah. with his bando idiots. Uh, but <laughs> Boof is none too impressed. No. And uh, while she will dance with him, she brings him out of the gymnasium to say, like, listen, why don't you just be Scott for 30 minutes? Because I want to be here with Scott. Yeah. I want to be with the person that you are underneath the wolf. Yeah, meanwhile, Mick has been just standing in the middle of the dance floor simmering with hot Rage. I swear to God, if there's not a flask in that man's jacket that he's been taking hits of all night, just getting fighting spirited up. Oh, a flask? Johnny's got a full magnum of Cuddy Sark lying in there. I say Cuddy Sark because it's the only booze that makes you real fighting angry. It's actually the booze for getting fighting yeah, angry. It's got the verb cut right in. Yeah. Uh, as soon as Scott walks back in, uh, Mick, Mick walks over to him and decks him right in the he face. He shoves a bunch of nerds out of the way yeah. first. And he's got an expression on his face like, ha ha, at last, you've slipped up. Yeah. <laughs> My plan has worked perfectly. He yeah. hauls off and decks Scott in the face. Scott immediately like wolfs out, jumps up, takes a swing at him, rips his shirt off. He has a curiously placed tattoo that we could not figure out what yeah. it was. Was it his girlfriend's name? All I could see, it looked Because it was like, like a heart and some banner and like yeah, some yeah, flowers. Yeah, it might have been that or like a mom tattoo sure, or whatever. Yeah, something like that. But it was like a reverse tramp stamp. Yeah, like, it was on the side of his abs. Yeah, it was real weird. It was mm-hmm. kind of strange. It, like, it was like a tramp stamp had migrated, hadn't fully migrated around to like the belly button. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, to, to be fair, the, the tramp area had all but run dry from over-irrigation the summer before. <laughs> <laughs> so it had to hitch its wagon to greener pastures, <laughs> lest its livestock not make the trip. Of course. True. It had to follow the cattle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and there it found the grapes of wrath. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's asshole's a dust bowl. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, 
yeah, they fight for a little bit. Scott like leaves the dance. Thorne is very upset with him, but then Scott's dad shows up to. Uh... Well, here's the thing: Thorne is rightfully expelling him for getting into a fight as a wolf. Yeah, right. <laughs> And his dad's like, but what if I make you crap yourself? Then my kid gets to stay in school. <laughs> and so he does. And he's like, damn it, I never should have made this gentleman's bargain. And by Reagan's rules, <laughs> if I you think... intimidate another man, you can take from him anything you want. I think that's I think that's in the Magna Carta. I think yeah. we put that in there. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, so Scott uh, eventually goes home and kind of puts the wolf behind him. He uh, gives up his spot on the basketball team because everyone's mad at him. He does this Four hours before the big yeah. game. Right. Which only makes people more mad at him. Sure, sure. Also, at some point during the movie, we kind of skip this, but Coach <clears throat> Finstock gives him a little bit of advice when he's trying to figure oh, out what to do. The and it's three the, best advice uh, points anyone has ever given anyone. Yes, absolutely. Patrick, do you, do you remember those three bits of advice? Uh, well, number two is never... No, don't skip to number two, because you got to build up to it. That's, that's fair, that's fair. What was the first one? Um, I, I I can remember the second one and, and the third one, but I, I can't, mean, yeah, I can't those were the, the important one. ones. I'm looking it up. No, okay. no, no. We got to remember it in real time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm looking it up. Here we go. Never get less than twelve hours of sleep. Never get less than twelve hours of sleep. Great advice. Never play cards with a man whose first name is also the name of a city. And and. Never go anywhere near a woman that has a dagger tattooed on her body. That's right. And if you stick to those, everything else is cream cheese. Yeah. Which is not true. He is in a lot of trouble with the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> he is not doing well. He's ma- Somebody help him. Ah, he's got it. Everything else is just cream cheese, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Or he talked to a lady with a dagger on her chest. Ooh, that could happen. So anyways, the final big game shows up. It's the state championship. <laughs> like the game shows up. Yeah, the game yeah, arrives. Oh, honey, the game's here. Yeah, no, it's like uh, the home the trotters. It just kind of happens. Yeah, it's a barnstorming event. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the dragons come to town. They're playing the... Apparently, the beavers are the number one seed. They have a home court yeah, advantage. I, the only thing I can think of is the beavers must have gotten knocked into loser's bracket and then worked their way up through that to to, to be against the I dragons guess, for this final. But then they would have home court advantage. That's how playoff uh, They won the coin toss. I'm assuming that the first game that they lose to the dragons is probably the first game of the season. That's the only game they, they lose. lost. Because yeah. they win every other game, despite right. the fact that nobody on this team has ever held a basketball before, no. aside from team. Wolf stunt double. Yeah, that guy's killing it. He's great. He doesn't have an outside shot though. He's all no. dunks and layups. Yes, yeah. he's mostly layups. Yeah, but unfortunately, they don't have enough makeup for the stunt double to go incognito as Scott proper. So Scott hasn't shown up yet, and the team is losing by like forty-seven to twelve or something. They're losing by like, like twenty, that. thirty yeah. points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he refuses to turn into the wolf, and he tells the team, you know, no, guys, the wolf is inside us all. The wolf was the friends we made along the way. Absolutely. It's in this bottle of water that I marked wolf's secret <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he inspires the team. And from here on out, it's got like this very inspirational, like '80s chug montage rock. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're still definitely down twenty points. Well, here's the thing: they'll score like five or six baskets in the course of a single montage clip, but then it cuts back to the scoreboard, 
and only then does their score increase by one point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One or two. Um, so clearly the other team is playing with a handicap, This I guess? movie has no idea how basketball works. Oh, man. Uh, Somebody gets clotheslined. Yeah, straight up clotheslined. Well, that's one of the fouls, because this is Scott's secret plan to take out the star uh, quarterback of the other team. Yeah, let's go with All it. All right. I believe he's playing power forward. Although if he's guarding Scott, that would lead me to believe guard. he's point guard. Anyway. Which doesn't make any sense at all, but I mean, he is like the youngest, shortest guy on the team for sure, the Dragons. Sure. Yeah, he also could be like the LeBron James of the team, in essence, where they like just task him with covering like the best offensive right, player. Yeah. Regar- maybe they're the Dragons are playing positionless basketball. They're the future of basketball. Nice. Right. Good work, the Dragons. So, they're the warriors of their time. Scott's plan is... Oh, and the, the dude's the bully. I don't know if we mentioned that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mick. 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 Right. The bully. Uh, so uh, Scott's plan is like, I will get physically close to him and he'll not be able to resist physically striking me. Yeah. And it works. Thus counting as a foul. It and works. if he gets four of them, he's out of the game. No, no, five, five of them. Yeah. He racks up four of them and then Scott smugly tells him, that's four fouls, one more, and you're out of here. And the look of fear <laughs> yeah. on Mick's face. Because yeah. Mick realized, oh no, I was playing checkers. But this man was playing chess. Oh yeah, he's playing five-dimensional chess. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mick, meanwhile, is then proceeds to spend the rest of the game timidly playing. Sure. Uh, Until the last like three seconds, where it's like fifty to fifty-one. Yes. Yeah. Eventually, the the team Beaver uh, fights back. Chub Man. Team Beaver. <laughs> yeah. High five, buddy. Yeah, up top. Yeah. Uh, Excellent work, Cryo Rooney. Chubs. Uh, <laughs> Chubbs managed to corral a reborn over a leaping opponent by just standing there and letting it like fall into his gravitational yes. pull. Yeah, because what we didn't see is there's a whole montage where he embraces the way of the Buddha, the third way of enlightenment, where you oh. simply allow it to come to you yeah. without striking out to find it. Good old Chubbs. Uh, so yes, eventually they uh, get the game. It's 51-50. Dragon's in the lead. Uh, Mick can't help himself. He gives him one more foul for the road. Just straight yeah. up shoves him to the floor. <laughs> Which is handy because then Mick gets to stand under the basket for the penalty shots and just stare him right in the face. Sure. So right. here's the thing. Okay, first of all, I hear, I, I, I'm a basketball fan and I will tell you this. Number one. The foul that he does is a blatant foul. Probably would be called flagrant. Flagrant. So that would be two free throws. That's what, a yellow card? Uh, no, it's two free throws and then two, minutes two in the more penalty free box. throws. Okay, so it's a, a red card. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he shows him to the ground. He's got to take his two free throws. Then they let. he's also been ejected from the game now. It's his right, last foul. Right, he's out. But they let him stand under the basket Menacing. to murder stare at Scott yeah. as he takes his free throws. No one would ever let him do that. That would be a technical foul. He'd get another free throw. But here's what Mick doesn't know is if that Michael J. Fox makes that second basket, he gets slimed. Yeah. Uh, so he makes the first basket. Big cheers. Uh, the crowd is full. Because now it's 51-51. That's yeah. right. All tied up. There's a lot of tension going on. Now we on. have looped back to the beginning of the movie thematically. Yes. Where yes. He's under an enormous amount of pressure to make this shot. And can he do it? We've seen him do it already before. As the wolf. We've seen him just now make that basket. That wasn't sure, sure. as much pressure, though. Okay. There's more t- pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is to true. win. To yeah. tie is nothing but to win. Yeah, if he doesn't win this game, Gary Busey or uh, Jake Busey comes out like from the Frighteners and takes him. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so I he, imagine that's scary. I haven't seen any other movie. That's <laughs> <evil>. <laughs> 
But with a name like Frighteners, how could it not be real scary? And a little heartwarming. Holy shit, is Michael J. Fox in that as well? Let's get into that. Yeah. Ooh, okay. No, Frighteners is a good time. Or at least I remember it being a good yeah, time a long time ago. A, uh, a lot the, of times when I watch movies, I remember being a good time. They're not as much of a good time anymore. I don't anymore. know. I mean, it's it's Pete Jackson like before Lord of the Rings. That was oh, his yeah. last, was the last movie. pre-Lord of the yeah, Rings movie. Yeah. yeah. That's a solid flick, I remember. Yeah, perfect, yeah. Uh, so anyways, he fires up that second free throw. It bounces around a little bit. Oh, 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 and then it drops the net. Mick closes his eyes. He's been defeated. Jake Busey comes for him now. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, everyone cheers. Boof throws her hands up in the stands. There's a guy who looks a lot like, like Emilio Estevez. A lot like. <laughs> I wouldn't say a lot. I'd I say mean, kind of. <laughs> obviously not Emilio Estevez. Sure, you wouldn't mistake him for Emilio Estevez, but were you to meet him, you'd be like... You remind me of some. You remind me of Emilio Estevez. It's like when, and he probably says, "Yeah, I get that a lot." Yeah, it's like when people meet Joe Estevez and they're like, "Who do you remind me of?" Martin Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's me, Marty Sheen. Give me your acting parts, please. <laughs> Yeah. Sure, would you like to be in this movie called Werewolf? Yes, please. Only if all of my lines are dubbed. <laughs> Done. Done. Uh, God, the best thing he's ever done, though, is uh, he's... Final the Sacrifice? Decker, oh, the, the web series right. where he plays the president. <laughs> it is so good. It's so good. Uh, so, uh, Scott has won the big state championship for Beacontown High. Uh, some stupid Division One NCAA team is going to give him a scholarship to play D1 ball like Duke yep. and they're going to be like where's the wolf and he's like oh I don't I don't, oh, do, I don't that do that anymore, anymore. yeah <laughs> so uh, I learned a lesson about myself let's all learn good fundamentals right yeah right I mean this was Duke yeah, in the 80s they were definitely about fundamentals <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be until like the late very recently that Mike Krzyzewski would embrace the one-and-done model of a college superstars. Anyways, uh, there's also a guy whose pants are open. I think yeah. you can see his dick. Yeah, which looks a lot like Emilio Estevez, actually. <laughs> yeah, not the guy, the dick. Yeah. The dick looks yeah, like Emilio yeah, Estevez. Exactly. It takes him a very long time to zip up his pants because he's juggling a jacket. Uh, it's also hand. because it's a button fly? <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I'm sure that guy undresses all the time and people are like, whoa, was that in Mighty Ducks? And then uh, uh, Scott pushes through the crowd. Pamela races to meet Scott. She's finally seen him for the hero he is. He shoves her aside and finds Boof and gives her a big old hug and a kiss and they embrace. And then Mick's like, hey babe, let's get out of here. And she's like, get away from me, creep. Yeah, drop dead. Uh, so she breaks up with him because he lost a basketball game. That's fair, how high school works. Fair. That's Again, how high school works. That was their deal. Yeah. Oh, right. Gotcha. She said, I will date you as long as you win basketballs. Hey, you know what? If, if that's their agreement, great. Hey, as long as it's here's the thing. two consenting adults, I'm cool with He's that. He's got Me nothing else pro. going on in his life, so if he doesn't get this basketball scholarship, if he doesn't go pro, he's got nothing to fall back on, and she is not going to hitch her wagon to some deadbeat, especially not right out of high school. Come sure. on. And Patrick, I know you were going to say that they probably weren't adults, 
But let's face facts. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't finish that sentence for a reason. Yeah, every, <laughs> everyone in this movie is at least 48. Yeah. Uh, Again, like uh, Saved by the Bell taught me, all high schoolers are in their mid-30s, late 40s. Yeah. See, that was crazy because on Saved by the Bell, they legitimately were high schoolers. <laughs> no, uh, uh, fucking Screech was the only kid who was a teenager. He was 15. Everyone else was like in their early 20s. 20s, that makes sense. Uh, Yeah, not when they started though. Like maybe by the time they ended. When they did... Uh, uh, what was it? Good Morning, Miss yeah. Bliss. Yes, the actor who played Zach was like a teenager, but then there was such a long gap between right, that right, and right. the beginning of Saved by the Bell yeah. that the, by the time they actually went to series with that, the only actor who was a teenager was Screech. <laughs> and also, that dude's a creep. That dude's a fucking piece of shit. Oh, what an creep. asshole. Dustin yeah. Diamond. All I oh, knew yeah. is he made a porno. Oh, turns out he didn't make a porno. He appeared at the beginning of the porno, and then when the sex things happened, it's a stunt dick. Oh, yep. crazy. Yeah. Also, he wrote he wrote a book calling everybody in that cast various forms of the F.A. word. Ooh. Yeah, uh, and then afterwards when he was called out on it, there he was like, oh, I didn't really write it. A ghostwriter did it. Well, I mean, with the stunt dick thing, I kind of believe him. Yeah, I mean, I do too. Because he's desperately trying to hold on to any modicum of fame he once had. But dude, you will always be Screech. Yeah. And here's the thing. You had your chance to bail, but when the new class started up, you stuck around as Screech. Yeah, you were the only one, you dumb dummy. Him and Belding. And that's the other thing is he joined the establishment. He joined up with Belding. Yep. But still hung out with all the kids. Creepy. Very, yeah, pretty weird. Yeah. Though, I mean, that's more paychecks than any of the rest of those actors ever got. Fair enough. Uh, the dude who played Zack ended up doing a thing like a couple years ago for like Showtime, and I want to say. Didn't A.C. Slater, doesn't he? Uh, A.C. Slater is like an Axis Hollywood or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you are missing out. Uh, one of the, the women the went on to do Showgirls, my friend. Yeah, yes. yeah Elizabeth Berkley. Showgirls. Elizabeth yeah. Berkeley did Showgirls and then had a, a. The trailer of which leads me to believe that it's a camptastic good time. Ooh. I don't I would know. I've only seen Teen Wolf. Uh, so, anyways, uh, and Mark Paul Gossler, who played Zach, has done pretty hard for himself. He was on NYPD Blue for a few years. Oh, was he? He was on Franklin and Bash. I think a lot of them ended up doing like a lot of producer roles after mm. the show had ended as well. To, yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah. Like, I'm sure they're doing all right. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, so that's the end of the movie. The credits roll, and we go, "Hey, look, Jeff Loeb, who wrote Batman: The Long Halloween, wrote yeah. this too." Yeah, good <laughs> for him. What an asshole! And Commando. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, and then the credits roll, and that is the end of Teen Wolf. It only took us an hour and a half to get there, guys. Nice. It took us almost as long as the movie. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with bullet points. What are those? Bullet points. All right, we're back with our very first bullet point. What are those? I'm not answering that. <laughs> Best kill. Rope. <laughs> Body count. <laughs> Body counts. Uh, Patrick, what's your? Uh, what do you think the body count of Team Wolf is? <laughs> it's gonna be that one guy who catches that bowling ball. Sure. So one. Uh, Notorious JRT. Uh, what do you think the the, uh, the 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 body count of Teen Wolf is? I'm gonna disagree with my compatriot here. I'm gonna say zero. Ooh. Actually, I'm gonna kick mine up to three. Because <laughs> <laughs> to three now. Okay. Yeah. Because not only does guy catch a bowling ball, but there are the two pairs of that vice principal's pants completely <laughs> murdered. 
<laughs> handsome people? I guess do pants have souls is the criteria by which well, we judge this. Uh, let me let me check the numbers here. Uh, it turns out, John, you are correct. Son of a bitch! And Patrick, that's only because you went over. There was only two deaths in Teen Wolf. Uh, it turns out he was only wearing the same pair of pants both times he crashed oh, up. Uh, that's how they yeah. get you. So he was wearing zombie pants the second time? That's, that's right. Up. Definitely. Uh, that's going to take us to our next bullet point. <laughs> Let's get it right this time. Best kill. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hey, John, what's the best <laughs> kill in Teen Wolf? I like the scene where he's uh, with Boof at the dance. Yep. Yeah, I know. That's a good one. Uh, Patrick, what's the best kill in Teen Wolf? I'm going to go for when Chubb slaughters that apple mid-game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, best kill in Teen Wolf. Uh, I'm going to go from when Chubb slaughters that bowl of jello and that lady's tum tum. Yeah, right. Yep. Because... It falls directly. He dumps it, the Jello down her shirt. It falls immediately past her breasts. Yep. And lands like in the tummy area of the shirt, which yeah, is tucked she's, in. She's wearing like a like an undershirt. She's wearing like two layers. She's of wearing shirt. a t-shirt and then like a yeah. workout like spandex like. And the Jello goes thing, between yeah. the two layers. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And it drops down below. He instead just jams his mouth into like the top of her chest, like under yeah. her neck. She he and like, begins devouring. He lifts her. Yeah, yeah. He, he like lifts her into the air. Yeah, he eats her. Yeah. yeah. Correct. There's no doubt about it. And we never see her again, so I assume that's the case. Yeah, Rhonda dies. That yeah. was the that was the first death. The actually the bowling ball didn't kill anybody. That's the crazy <laughs> thing. It's Rhonda and the principal's pants. And the one pants. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Uh, that's gonna take us to our next bullet point. <laughs> War crimes. <laughs> war crimes. Hey, Patrick, tell me about some war crimes in Team Wolf. <laughs> I'm going to go with the standing on top of a van in a handstand. Sure. There has to be a law against that. Like an international law gotcha. against that. Gotcha. Well, I'll look it up in the Hague's paperwork later. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure Slobodan Milosevic, that was one of the crimes. <laughs> <laughs> And stands on a van. And refusing to take his hat off at his tribunal. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, John, any uh, Teen Wolf war crimes? I really like the banter that uh, Scott has with Boof. I, I just, I like Boof. Boof yeah, is great. She's terrific. She's fantastic. She is exactly the girl in high school that I wanted to be friends and then eventually date. Sure, sure. She was the one that was there the entire time. Exactly. Yeah. She tells a very charming story about how when, when they were six, they decided to run away. Uh, but they weren't allowed to cross the street, so they just walked around the block the whole time. And then when they went home, they expected their parents to be mad, but their parents didn't even notice. That is a charming anecdote. Yeah. Nice they thing. have history together. Yes. He makes the right call. That's true. Ah, uh, back in the 80s when children could wander around outside unattended. <laughs> I also like Styles' girlfriend. I know we don't like get a lot of her personality. No. But she's in the, the perfect movie. she's the perfect like She's Lady Styles. Yeah. yeah. And she's the perfect like kinda like perfect person to help him run his weird like uh capitalist campaign of selling his Wolfmarin merchandise. Yeah, she is on board. And not in like a way that is that subsumes her personality because she still wears that fucking rad as hell magician costume. Yeah. She's doing her own thing that just happens to like meet the wavelength of Styles' thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I'd almost think that they were related. They're so similar. 
Exactly. Exactly. Oh, like you couldn't imagine them breaking up. No, no, no. They're like it's like when you have couples that are together for a very long time. Eventually, they start to look like each other. <laughs> like except- the Van Houtens in uh, The Simpsons. Yes. Yeah. Oh no! Except they get divorced. Styles. No. Oh. It's okay because he's gonna write a really sweet song and get a fake Doobie Brother to <laughs> sing it with him. That nice. was a real Doobie Brother. It was just <laughs> none of the ones you could name. <laughs> I mean, he looked like Skunk Baxter, but he was playing a saxophone. It didn't Who make any sense. The Doobie Brothers, because we got one of them. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Mark, War Crimes in Teen Wolf. Uh, I'm going to go with the fact that there are werewolves in this world. We know that there are multiple werewolves in this world. And it is not London nor Paris, Correct. so it is not charming. And no, 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 no. Uh, so... And, and it seems like people are aware of the idea of werewolves. Sure. They are, they were a little shocked to see one, but nobody calls it into question, which leads me to believe that werewolves are everywhere. So I believe it is a crime, I or, believe it is a crime, that the United States government has not suited these wolves up as our frontline combatants. <laughs> that you know of, because the ROTC kids, when Team Wolf turns into Team Wolf, continue to be bored. Yeah. Which means they've seen this shit before. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. So there already are Teen Wolves. Exactly. Okay, so yeah. in that case, my war crime is the United States government is using enhanced soldiers <laughs> in combat and they probably shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> yeah, I like to think that werewolves in this world are like... Uh, Captain America's? Not like Captain America's, but more like... Uh, Captain Britain's? Not like Captain Britain's. But Captain like Canada's? Not like Captain Canada's, but more like... And it's also, it's Captain Canuck. No, I know. And it's not even that either. He's called, like, North Star or something. Oh, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I like to think that they're, like, members of One Direction. We're, like, we know they exist just because we haven't seen them directly. And if I were to see a member of One Direction and somehow recognize them, I'd be like, huh, cool, I guess. Yeah. You know? Or something. That's kind of the reaction that everyone has to Teen Wolf in this, of just, like, Oh yeah, I guess uh, I did read that werewolves are real and a thing. I guess I never expected one in my basketball game, but uh, here we are. I saw it on that episode of Nova last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carl Sagan seemed real into it. Uh, Alright, that's going to take us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? <laughs> is this an action movie? John, is Teen Wolf an action movie? I'm going to have to say yes because I have no other frame of reference. <laughs> sure. Patrick... Is Team Wolf an action movie? Uh, I wish I had a joke that I could say yes with, but I'm just going to have to go with no. Sure. <laughs> Reasonable. See, you got to weave into the fabric of the fiction of this podcast. <laughs> I was just okay. trying, man. All I was right. trying. I it's a get dense one. world that we've created uh, for just, our listeners. Just couldn't make that one happen. <laughs> uh, I think you mean it's a dense world you've created for yourself. <laughs> uh, Mark, uh, is this an action movie? Nah. There were a lot of good text message jokes that got us to watch this movie this week, though. That's true. (laughs) Guys, we started off on Hard Boiled. (laughs) We were gonna do Hard Boiled. so close. I was getting my Blu-ray copy of Hard Boiled out from the cabinet in preparation to be here today Uh. to watch Hard Boiled. And then some asshole was just like, Lord Teen Wolf. (laughs) And And here we are. Bunch of shit lords on a text. (laughs) To be fair, John, 
watching Team Wolf was your idea at your bachelor party. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You just don't remember. That person is Jonathan Rooney, and he is dead and taxidermied. That's I'm true. Jonathan Rooney Taylor. We don't have history together. Ah, that's right. That's a valid point. Well, bad news, though, because in tribute to John Rooney, we oh, watched no. Team Wolf in memoriam. <laughs> Picture of John Rooney. I will remember me. Another picture of John Rooney. <laughs> the same picture of John A picture of the cast of Predator. <laughs> Thanks, Shane Black. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to do it. Uh, final reviews of Teen Wolf Patrick. Mm, I want that much body hair. Chicks would dig me. <laughs> You want the amount of Teen Wolf body hair or mix the bully body hair? Uh, Teen Wolf. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. I want the long stuff. I could braid it like Blackbeard. That'd be so cool. Gross. <laughs> John. I think I'm going to watch some more movies before our next podcast. I have heard these Star Wars are very oh, popular. Oh, God damn it. No, just listen to the podcasts of them. All right, I'll They'll do They'll tell you everything you wanted to know and a little bit more. I will only do that if the dynamic for the prequels are two people who are at best disinterested <laughs> and at worst openly hostile versus one person who is so subsumed by the fandom of Star Wars that he is able to glimmer the slimmest of silver linings from these dark storm clouds. John, that, said, have... that, that said, that person's fucking dead now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's dead. He's not coming back. Uh, you yourself said he was taxidermied, I think? Yeah, he's no. been stuffed. We got cool. him propped up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Where's he, where's, is he on display? He is right underneath the neon cowboy in Las Vegas. Ooh. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, he composed with a picture. He did well, really well good, for himself. It's good right? to know that nobody in this room can defend things like Dexter <laughs> Jetster or... Uh, that character sounds real cool. No. I hope he owns a diner. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, um, Mark, final review of Teen Wolf. Fucking rad. This movie is rad as hell. I love Teen Wolf. I watched this movie and Teen Wolf 2 and the Teen Wolf cartoon show religiously as a child. I played Teen Wolf on the playgrounds. I was always Styles. That is how things I work. Cool Have you me. seen the MTV TV series? Fuck that show. Okay. Wow. Fuck that show. He, wow. A, he plays lacrosse. Boo. Boo. Second... Uh, Styles is like not like the cool guy he is. He's just his loser friend. Ugh. Boo. Third, it's not a comedy. What? It's a sad like fucking Riverdale drama show. Oh. I don't give a shit about that. Teen Wolf is a comedy. It's all about <laughs> a boy A going through puberty and B discovering his latent sexuality all wrapped up in a bunch of hair and shitty basketball playing. That's what makes Teen Wolf work. That's right. Yeah, no, I gotta agree. So please listen to my uh, upcoming dissertation on Teen Wolf. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing a TEDx talk uh, at the United it's called, Center. <laughs> you could be a Teen Wolf too. Yes. Woo! But it's the number two. Yeah, right. exactly. Definitely. Well, you don't want to get copyright infringement. No, I do not. All right, so for Body Counts and Beer, I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I am now Jonathan Rooney Taylor. And we'll see you next week. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick, Casual Sex Bromley, John, Iron Eagle, Rooney Taylor, and Mark, Swimming with Sharks, Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a rating or review. You can like us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter, at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com. And now, 
as promised, the world premiere of Teen Wolves of Beacon Town. Streets of Beacon Town in the rain. He was looking for the theater at Beacon Town High. Gonna build a set for a Civil War play. How Teen Wolves of Beacon Town. Down the floor. You better not box him in. Well, we're making the dragons got annihilated late last night. Teen Wolves are speaking time again. Town. 